Welcome to That Mom Life. I'm Sarah Jordan, and today I am joined by Peggy Garvey, who is a fitness guru, chef extraordinaire, mom entrepreneur, just one of those people that when you meet them, you know they're a big deal. And Peggy, I'm so glad that you decided to join me today. Oh, thanks for having me. So you and I first met, and again, I'm always convinced that the world is so small, and yes, especially in this area, but you're only probably one to two degrees of separation from how you know someone. And you and I met when we lived in the same subdivision for a while, mm -hmm. and our kids who are roughly the same age went to the same in-home sitter, and you and I started crossing paths every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a long time ago, but yeah. It's a it was world. a long time ago. It's been... I think three years since we went there and since we moved away from Sellersburg, I think it's been roughly three years, maybe closer yeah, to four so, now. So much has happened in three years. <laughs> it really has. To think about. Yeah. So you and I both chose the non-traditional daycare route. We went with in-home care and obviously that she was also our neighbor, which was super convenient. Yep. And I remember meeting you and just kind of as we went again, when you pass through with the same person day after day, you kind of just need to get to know about them. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure if you told me or Meredith told me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's rewind. Now you are the entrepreneur of a uh, meal prep service called Ready, Set, Prepped. Uh -huh. So let's rewind and figure out how we got there. So now that you're, I'm going to call you a mompreneur. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to coin that phrase. Um, so tell me about yourself. Are you from this area? For the most part, I went to high school here. Uh, I originally grew up in upstate New York. My dad was in the Air Force. And then when he retired, um, right before I got to my freshman year of high school, uh, he moved back here to his hometown um, of Jeffersonville and kind of brought us all along. Um, how did he meet your mom? Uh, in the Air Force. So my mom's uh, Filipino. My dad's an American. And so I'm half Filipino American. Um, and, you know, he just brought her brought her back home from the islands. <laughs> I mean, I, oh, he, like, he actually met her in the Philippines. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Wow. Yep. So what was it like for your mom then to come back to Louisville, Kentucky from upstate New York? I feel like that is a pretty drastic change. Um, it, you know, it's not too bad. You know, my mom is kind of like one of those people who's in her own world. So it doesn't matter where she is. She's just, you know, <laughs> living her life and she's doing it the way she can. Um, it's funny because we grew up and she got her, um, whatchamacallit, citizenship, like while I was in elementary school. So it was fun to kind of, um, like go through that with her, um, because she didn't quite get it right when my parents got married. Um, so she had to go through the whole process of like immigration and all of that stuff. So what was that like for you growing up having your mom that was like, a, like you said, becoming an American citizen, your dad was an American citizen. I mean, what was, was that? Didn't that make your household just, I guess, more interesting at least? <laughs> oh, most definitely. You know, like people would come over and be like, what is your mom cooking? You know, I'm like, oh, she's just frying a fish and eating these eyeballs. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's in a very eclectic, you know, household. Um, so, you know, you have my dad, who's kind of a meat and potatoes person. And then my mom who kind of is, you know, a wild card. She's, you know, if you've ever seen that show, Always Sunny, she is Charlie, but in an Asian version. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it gives you a whole different perspective on, you know, the world. Do you have any siblings? Uh, I do. I'm sort of the middle child. My dad um, had uh, a wife previous to my mom. So I have two siblings from his first marriage. So they're like kind of half siblings. And then I have two younger sisters. So I'm the middle child. I'm the one that nobody ever paid attention to. And I was just fine with that. 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever actually heard someone reference themselves as a middle child no one paid attention to and you liked it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am very much an introvert uh, at heart. But as an entrepreneur, I have to try to be an extrovert. That is um, a difficult spot to be in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. You know, it's a work in progress. You, I mean, again, just since I've now known you roughly six, five or six years, just yeah. when I, I'm trying to think, how old is Parker now? She is six. Okay, then it yeah. has been about that time. Oh my yeah, God. I, Weird. <laughs> I just remember it was the tiniest little tot. Yeah. Okay, so did you get your love of food from your mom? No. So um, I, I was pretty, you know, we didn't grow up like cooking together. Or not. I didn't even have like a grandparent that was around that, you know, I'd you know, bake cookies with or anything like that. It, it kind of grew on me when I was originally in college uh, the first time when I went to uh, IUS and first started dating my husband, Andrew, um, and kind of tried to test out recipes, you know, just right up there. Because I, I don't know where this love of food came, but I, as a hobby in college, I started a food blog. So I'd just create random recipes and some of them, failed miserably and Andy would let me know <laughs> and I almost gave up on food but eventually you know I kind of grew that writing aspect but also liked creating recipes and things like that and had this wild brained hair to go to culinary school which I almost regret as an afterthought because I learned more in a restaurant setting than I actually did you know going through the motions of you know culinary school it's a nice you know, degree to have, but, um, honestly, I think the real world experience, just like anything is more valuable than. So how long have you and Andy been together then if you guys met in college? Oh my God. Uh, so we've been married 12 years, no, since 2012, uh, eight years. And then we were dating five years prior to that. So 13 years. I know in my mind, I'm like, hey, rewind, carry I'm the like, one. I'm really old. <laughs> like a long You are not. <laughs> I mean, if my, if I'm guessing correctly, you and I are roughly the same age. Yeah. I turned 35 on Tuesday. Happy belated birthday. Uh, early birthday. Oh, early birthday. Yeah. Sorry. Happy <laughs> early way, birthday. Okay. You know, whatever. <laughs> you and I are only about 18 months different. That's why I was about to say, okay, if I'm calculating college years, yeah, you and yeah. I are about 18 months apart. <laughs> so you and Andy met in college and you've been dating ever since, which I love. My husband and I met in college too, which I feel like is not as common anymore. Meeting people that young. No, in like, I don't think so. You're either like married to your high school sweetheart or you like go through like tons of like online relationships, you know? <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that because all of my friends and I all got married. Some of them, I have at least three that are married to legitimate high school sweethearts. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of the rest of us that all got married right around age 22, 23, 24. And then all of my husband's friends got married at like 34. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and there's this huge gap. Cause I remember when I first got engaged, people looked at me like, you're a little young. I'm like, you're young. Wait, no, you're old. Leave me alone. I get married. Yeah. Um, and now we're celebrating our 10 year anniversary this That's year. Awesome. So onward we go. So you met Andy, mm -hmm. you're testing out recipes. I have to ask, do you have like a moment that you remember this is the worst recipe I've ever created? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, the first thing that I ever made Andy for dinner, um, I will, and this kind of breeds my hatred for um, all things Paula Deen, but you know, <laughs> 
Um, it was a Paula Deen recipe. It was for some sort of like cheesy tortilla, like pie bake. And it used all of these like disgusting ingredients, like Campbell's like cheesy soup. And I would never do that now. Like I am way above that now, but, um, but it was just, I used all this. I was like, everybody loves Paula Deen. I'll do this Paula Deen recipe and did it. And it was just, I had to throw in the garbage. Like I've never, like I'm a person that like eats literally anything, but I had to just throw it away. And Andy, like bless his heart. Like he tried to like stomach it down and I'm like, no. And I'm surprised I'm still here today because that was the first thing I ever made him. And he's like, you know, <laughs> so, okay. I've, I just have to, I'm going to confess something to you. There's only one Paula Deen recipe I've really made and it's her banana pudding. And I'm sure there are much better recipes because I know that there's nothing you can mix whipped cream, cream cheese, pudding, in sweetened condensed milk and put cookies on it and call it, well, not that anyone would think it was healthy, but I mean, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I think that's where I went wrong. I probably should have went like the sweet route instead of like the savory route. And So, okay. On the opposite end of that, how did you know, was there a turning point for you where you realized, okay, you don't just like to cook, but that you had a flair for, you could be so much more than that. Yeah. You know, like I think at, going through college and like, I never really knew, you know, some people, you know, go through high school and they're like, Oh, I'm set. I got to do this for the rest of my life kind of thing. And I never had that feeling where, you know, like I wanted to be this when I grow up kind of thing. Um, you know, I started out college and I was an accounting major. I was going to be an accountant. And how, oh my. how boring is that? You know, like I went through a year and a half of that and I was like, well, you know, at the time I was working as a pharmacy tech at, uh, you know, a local pharmacy. And I thought maybe, you know, let's switch. I like science and math and maybe I can be a pharmacist and make a bunch of money. And then, you know, I did that. I, you know, I almost finished a biology degree and was going to be, you know, applying for pharmacy schools. And then, you know, the pharmacy world kind of changed and it was more about, you know, insurance claims instead of like actually helping people. And I was like, well, that's not fulfilling enough. Um, so maybe, and that's kind of when like, I really got serious with my food blog and I was like, well, maybe I can just go to culinary school and see what it's like to, you know, work in a restaurant and all that stuff. So that's, it was just kind of trying to find fulfillment, you know, like I've never wanted to take a career just based on, you know, a salary or whatever. I've just always been searching to just be fulfilled and what like sets, you know, my soul on fire kind of thing. Which is completely noble because I think, um, well, everybody is driven, but well, they need to have enough money to at least be able to support themselves and their family. But I think a lot of people are like, I'm, I've even heard my younger cousins be like, well, I'm going to go to school for this because those people make a lot of money. And I'm yeah. like, but do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you started a food blog yeah. and then you decided to go to culinary school. Did you start working at restaurants while in culinary school? I did. So like at the same time, you know, I reached out to, you know, my husband actually had a friend that uh, was a server at Jack Fry's and he was like, well, they're always looking for, you know, line cooks back there. And, um, you know, introduced me to chef Sean Ward. He's no longer at Jack Fry's, but he's um, still, you know, a well-known chef in Louisville. Um, and I've always been the kind of person that if I want to do something, I want to do it like the best. So I didn't want to just work you know, just a medial kind of restaurant job. I wanted to find a chef that I wanted to emulate and learn from and actually, you know, evolve my craft. So um, luckily they gave me a chance and, you know, I kind of 
work there at the same time as going to culinary school. And um, eventually, uh, when I was doing my internship for Sullivan, um, I had to do it somewhere else besides the place that I worked. So um, I reached out to another friend who um, was one of the starting cooks over at Milkwood when it first opened in Actors Theater and um, kind of got a gig there. Um, and then just completely fell in love with the food I made there and uh, kind of the rest is history. Does my brain serve me correctly that you were a pastry chef at Milkwood? Technically, yes. So it's like, you know, we kind of did a lot of things, but um, nobody really wanted to create the desserts for the menu. And that it would just kind of, I'm not a dessert person, but I like creating things. And uh, with the pastries, it was a lot easier to, you know, be creative and, uh, you know, learn new techniques and uh, make things my own. So uh, it was fun. Were you, were you going to culinary school working at Jack Fry's and Milkwood? At one point, yes. Uh, I eventually, <laughs> you know, it's, I look back and I've never like, there have been very minimal times in my life where I've only worked just one sole job. Uh, so I've always tried to like multitask multiple things, which may be a blessing and a curse, but. That I can't even imagine doing all of those things at the same time. So meanwhile, you're, are you, you're still d- dating Andy at this time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, back then, you know, he worked at Mom's Music, so that's where we originally met. You know, I play guitar very minimally, but that's kind of how we we met. He sold me a guitar, so you guys are like the cool couple. I just <laughs> <laughs> like even now, as you guys like travel around, I'm like they're just like that. That makes me sound so lame, by the way, even saying the word cool. But it's just like <laughs> you're you're into the culinary arts, and you met at a music shop, and. <laughs> Andy can ride a skateboard and I'm yeah. just like, I, it's just, it's, it's so fun to watch your life to be completely honest, oh, because funny. I'm just like, you guys are, you break the average mold and that part I enjoy. I can only imagine though. So if you're working in a restaurant, especially one of those restaurants, you're working nights and weekends. What is a relationship like if you're always working nights and weekends? Uh, well, you know, since Andy was like kind of, he didn't really have like the career he has now. <laughs> um, so, you know, his, he was kind of, he stayed up late. He did random, in, he was in a band and, you know, he did all sorts of Ooh, what kind of band? <laughs> uh, well, multiple bands, um, but he was in like a jam band called Sativa Gumbo, I think is what it was called when uh, he was young. And then a band called Waterproof Blonde um, with some some folks. So it's just, you know, kind of rock, does he still play hands. yeah he plays drums in in our house and kind of makes a lot of noise he has a dedicated room that he just you know soundproofs off and i love that <laughs> okay so you worked for milkwood and for jack Fry. you ended up you did you eventually leave milkwood and or jack fries and just stay at milkwood yeah when i graduated uh from sullivan uh, i kind of had the choice um to go full time over at Milkwood. And um, I was really digging the food that we made there. And so I kind of, you know, that was, isn't that one of Chef Edward Lee's restaurants? It is. Yes. Did you get to work with him at all? Yeah, he was there, um, you know, periodically. He's a, he's busy dude. So um, it was post uh, top chef. So, you know, he's, 
he's getting it big time by then, but it was fun to, you know, experience a lot of, we did a lot of like extra events for both actors theater and uh, certain things that Edward Lee was tied to. So it was really uh, cool to be part of that. I mean, it is one of those, especially if someone's listening that's not from the Louisville area, it's, I mean, he's one of those chefs that when you look up Louisville, he's yeah. one of the first chefs that comes to mind. Um, Jack Fry's is certainly one of the most well-known restaurants for a long time too, um, which I think is uh, in the restaurant world. It's so hard because I feel like mm-hmm. it's, you have to establish yourself, but then you have to like keep up the pace. I mean, I can only imagine what it's like to be in there that long. It's such hard work. Oh, it is, you know, and then a lot of people don't, you know, make it. Um, a lot of people think it's, you know, the glitz and glam of what you see on, you know, Food Network. And it's, it's not, you know, it's manual labor. It's, you know, you're on your feet for 10 to 12 hours a day. And, uh, you know, you're lifting heavy things and you're in front of fires, you know, it's, uh, it's not for the weak, for sure. Have you ever had an injury? No, thankfully. I'm a very like, you know, I shouldn't have asked for that. Cause I yeah, like you've probably jinxed me now. I'm, I'm so sorry. I set myself on fire this week. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I just think it's so much fun. I mean, Oh wait, I take it, that back. I take that back. The first day, the first day I worked at Jack Fry's, I cut myself cutting bread and I will never do that again because I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so you and Andy, you got married in 2012. 12. Okay. And Parker is six. So she must've come along two years later then. So she was born in 2014. Uh So when Parker was born, were you still, you were still working in the restaurant world, were you not? Uh Um, so she was actually born early too. So it's, um, I came home from work one day and, you know, Andy was fixing me some pizza on the couch and we tell this story to Parker all the time and she thinks it's hilarious. Um, and then, you know, sitting on the couch waiting for my pizza to be made and my water just broke. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but the couch is wet, you know, <laughs> um, how early were you? Uh, so it was five weeks and like a couple days. And I think the cutoff, um, for being able to stay in the NICU is five weeks. So she was like four days past. So we had to stay in the NICU, um, for a minimum of 48 hours until they could, you know, figure stuff out. But we ended up staying for 11 days. Um, because she had some uh, apnea issues, like when they, you know, hooked her up or whatever. But there was nothing, you know, I guess, wrong with her. She was just early and we had to do that as a formality. And there was just kind of those minor issues in the beginning, which were frantic. And, you know, it was a roller coaster ride, but we were honestly kind of thankful for that experience because we had like a lot of help from all the nurses and, you know, it's, you have this little tiny baby that you don't know is going to be okay, but she is, you know, uh, so do you guys have, you, you said you guys moved back here. So are your dad and your mom still here? Yeah. My parents live in Jeff. Okay. So they were there to help support during that time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they'd come to the hospital and take, we'd all take shifts kind of thing because, you know, I was discharged from the hospital two days after, and then we just kind of have to go back and forth from the hospital to home. And it's an exhausting kind of time. So did you want to stay in the restaurant field once you had Parker? Cause I can only imagine the, the schedule of a restaurant mm-hmm. for someone who works at a restaurant is just not the average person person's no, you go to work during no, the day no. and you're home in the evening. And I think it's really hard for females too. you know, for males, it's a lot easier just because they're not the, you know, token K 
caregiver. Um, although my husband and I have always like shared responsibilities. So we're definitely, uh, different in that aspect. But, um, I think it's definitely hard for female chefs because they do. A lot of us have to choose whether we want to stay in the industry or have a family life. And then I applaud the people that, you know, can do that. And I know plenty of women in this town that can and are badasses at it, but um, I am not one of those women. You know, I agree with you in the sense of obviously your your husband, like you said, you share responsibilities. I share responsibilities with my husband too, but even my industry, there's just differences for men and women mm-hmm. in some cases or the the pressures or heck, just you're a woman trying to take a longer maternity leave and you may not be able to, or you're trying to recover your body or breastfeed or whatever the heck is going on. And I mean, it's, it's a lot, yeah. it's always a lot, but I mean, it is harder, I think in some specific industries. Um, For sure. So did you have to leave the restaurant world for a little bit? Um, you know, I took, of course it wasn't paid or anything. We don't really get uh, a lot of vacation time, if any kind of thing. Um, so it was all like unpaid. Um, you know, I took maybe eight to 10 weeks. I think I can't really remember, but it wasn't the full 12 weeks that, you know, you're allotted, but. So did you stay within the actual restaurant field itself or did you have to leave eventually from restaurants? Um, eventually I left, uh, you know, once Parker turned two, um, you kind of have to decide whether you, you want to stay at home with her because at that time, you know, I worked nights and the only time I would uh, be with her would be during the day. Um, and if she were to go to preschool or school, you know, I wouldn't be able to ever see her <laughs> to be honest with you. So, uh, I made that choice to leave the restaurant industry. Um, uh, choose my family. And I took a job, um, as a nine to five in a marketing agency and, um, really was good at my job, but I deeply hated it. And kind of, you always have that pull back to something that, you know, you're passionate about, which was the restaurant industry for me. So I can't imagine the, the pace at which you were working in a restaurant and that, cause that's what I feel. That's when I met you is when you switched out and you were like, yeah, now I'm working like in a desk job and I'm, you're like in fancy clothes and you're like, I don't, this isn't me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I had to get a whole new wardrobe. I didn't have any business casual clothes or anything like that. I'm like, I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of gal. Like I just, this is awkward for me. <laughs> That's when, oh, and then that's the point that I met you because you you were telling me about that. You're like, I don't like these shoes. I don't want to wear this. <laughs> um, so, where did f- fitness? I know is a huge part of what is your passion as well. When did fitness become such a big part of your life, or was it always there? Um, I've always, you know, I grew up playing team sports. I was a softball player um, when I was in high school, and. Uh, <laughs> ran cross country, but not very well. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've always like maintained like staying active. I've played intramural sports since, you know, college and I play on a sand volleyball league right now. Um, so I've always been kind of sporty spice if I was a spice girl. Um, but, you know, I met a, a bunch of my friends were part of uh, four barrel CrossFit and, um, you know, it looked like something that would be appealing to me just because, um, instead of like a team sport, it's more about, you know, building on yourself and, uh, stuff like that. And so I joined probably shortly after I left the restaurant industry. Um, probably I've been there about three years now. So about February in 2017, I think. 
um, and just haven't looked back. It's been the best, one of the best decisions of my life. I I've noticed, I mean, you post about, I was like, you post about three things, family, <laughs> working out and food. Yeah. <laughs> that is my brand. Yes. <laughs> I, I was, which is, you are very on brand because if anyone follows you, that's exactly what I would say. If your Instagram page was an online resume, that's exactly how it would read, which is not a bad thing. So for, I, and I have friends that do actually, I think, you know, some of people that I know, again, small Probably, world, yeah. um, they go, they do CrossFit there as well. But so you are, you quit the restaurant world and you were back in the marketing realm and then you were at Fort Bear CrossFit mm -hmm. and just working out obviously as a hobby. But at what point did you start dabbling back into the restaurant world again? Sure. So or the food world. Sure. Uh, so periodically, like Four Barrel would run these nutrition challenges where, you know, you either like for maybe like a one month period, you do like the paleo diet or some other do like some sort of lifestyle change um, and then, you know, implement that into your life. Um, and so with those challenges, you'd have to like create different like you know meal prep meals and stuff like that and i couldn't just i'm not one of those people that can just eat like chicken and broccoli or salmon and rice or stuff like that so i try to take healthy food and bring it back to the creativity that i you know used to implement in the you know restaurant industry and uh, started posting that stuff like on my instagram and uh, people would be like hey well that looks really great. You know, I'd pay you to do that for me. And, you know, you get enough people saying that you're, you kind of have to think, well, let's do this as a side hustle kind of thing. So, um, maybe a year, two years ago, I, you know, started doing it just out of my house, you know, just for people that, uh, I worked out with at the gym and people that I worked at, worked with at my day job and just random friends, you know, and they'd want to tell their friends because they liked it so much. And, it got to the point where it just like snowballed and I'd be like, you guys can't tell anybody else because I can't hold any more food in my house. Like I'd end up doing like 150 to 200 meals just every single weekend. And whoa. So, you know, you kind of have to take a step back and be like, well, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Or do I want to sit at my desk, you know, from nine to five and be miserable and just send out, you know, angry memes uh, in emails. <laughs> Um, you are not a sit at your desk kind of girl. No, <laughs> no not at all. Um, so what was that conversation like with Andy when you were like, Hey, so I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to start doing this. Well, he's, <laughs> you know, he's been my number one fan, you know, from day one. And, uh, I could not do this without him. You know, he helps on the weekends. He, he comes in on Saturdays and does dishes for me. And, you know, like he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's very, very supportive. And, um, I wouldn't have taken the leap if it wasn't for, you know, his push. Okay. So how long has it been now? It's called ready, set, prepped, correct? So how long has it been now that you've had ready, set, prepped as like your full-time gig? Uh, since last April. Uh, so how is it going? That, uh, it's been amazing. So, you know, like a lot of people when COVID hit, like, you know, it was kind of do or die for a lot of people. And yeah. for us, like we've just exponentially grown. Uh, COVID has been a positive thing for us. And I don't know if it's just because more people like knew about us then. And, you know, kind of our format, you know, in general is, I guess, pro, you know, conducive to how COVID 
regulations are, you know, like most people pre-order our meals, they come in and out and they pick up their stuff, they go back home kind of thing, or we deliver it to them. So they've never had to like sit down at our restaurant or we, we haven't had to change our, you know, business format, you know. Well, and I think, and this is just from what I'm observing, and I obviously, I don't know from personal experience because I'm not in, in that type of industry, but I think a lot of the businesses that immediately started struggling, either A, got, had to get completely shut down or they didn't figure out how to adapt exactly. to the new COVID precautions fast enough. Yeah. So then they were playing catch up. They were behind. And obviously the more you're behind, the more money you've lost already. And now you're just digging yourself out of a larger hole. Sure. So I totally see which, with what you're saying with you were already set up for, I mean, some maybe, yes, you had to wear masks and other things like that, but how people were getting their food wasn't changing. Correct. Yeah. Um, so we, so you obviously had to move out of your house in the sense of your business yes. had to move out of your house. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, are you in New Albany now? Yeah. So we sublease uh, Mesa um, over in downtown New Albany. Um, currently, um, we've been proactively searching for a brick and mortar spot of our own. So hopefully that is either a late 2020 or early 2021 development. Um, but uh, we've definitely outgrown that space and uh, definitely in order to increase our services and um provide a wider audience, we definitely need a space of our own. So ultimately, if people are not familiar, you're by meal prep service, what exactly does that mean? Does that mean so you basically give them the meal, and then you write on the top because I've, I've seen them and I've seen my friends with them. It has like all the ingredients, the amount of calories and all that on it. Yep. So we make it as simple and easy as possible. So we kind of um, explain ourselves as just a healthy, ready to eat meal service. Um, So we have a new menu that we uh, put out every week and it's only, you know, four or five choices. Um, we'd rather have a small menu that we can excel at than, you know, a cheesecake factory menu that, you know, we just kind of half-ass kind of thing. Um, so we provide variety. Um, it's already ready to go for you. So it's not like a hello fresh where you just get the ingredients and you have to cook it yourself. It's already cooked. It's ready in one to two minutes. Um, and it's, it's healthy for you. So, um, and we try to elevate it too. So, you know, th- we're not the only meal prep company around here, but uh, I like to say that we're the most elevated one around here. Um, well, given the fact of what your background is, I mean, I feel like you like to have fun in the kitchen. Oh, for sure. You've, you've already said that you're not a chicken and broccoli kind of gal. So I would assume your meals are probably along those lines. <laughs> for sure. You know, like, and then I think a lot of that, you know, when people start like a healthy eating or a diet or something like that, a lot of people get bored with what they're eating, you know, cause people don't like to eat the same thing every day. And, or I at least don't think they want to. Um, and so we try to make it interesting and, um, show show them that healthy food doesn't have to be boring or, you know, it doesn't have to be just plain Jane. I need to like, yeah, this, that sounds like my dad. He's like, I don't want, if, if we're going to do that, I don't want to feel like I'm eating dirt. I want to enjoy my food. And I'm like, exactly. at what point do you think that you're going to be eating terrible food if you have to eat healthy food? But I mean, even for me, I will totally say that I know what's healthy, but sometimes just being a mom of three who's working, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I know how to make it this way, or I know how to make it this way. I don't have that. And then it becomes an obstacle, which is why I love the fact that you're doing meal prep service. Most of my friends that I know that use you, it's typically for like their lunches. Uh Um, 
And I'm like, that is so amazing that <laughs> you can just pick it up. You know, you're eating healthy food. And the best part is it's chef quality. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then we do snacks too. So, um, you know, we do uh, vegan snacks. So like this month we do like a pumpkin spice latte cookie and um, a pumpkin spice protein donut. So, you know, you can have donuts and still be healthy. So I love this. So now you, your own boss, you're not working the restaurant hours, but you're getting to have fun in the kitchen again. And are you the only cook? No, no, I, ha- I have a staff. Um, so right now we have a staff of five uh, that uh, we currently average about six to 700 meals a week. Um, and it just continues to grow. Peggy, that's huge. <laughs> so, you know, we, we do what we do. <laughs> so is it, is it overwhelming to have to come up with a new menu every week or is that part of the fun? I think that's the funnest part. Um, you know, to me, like creating recipe is like nothing like, you know, like I can, it's fun to, you know, learn new techniques. And like, especially when people like are like, Hey, do this for me. Um, or, Hey, I want you to make a savory crepe dish. And I'm like, okay, sure. Challenge accepted. Uh, so, what now? I, I I realize I'm over here just chattering away at you about your food because I'm I love it and I love good food and more than that I would love to lose weight so this sounds beautiful. Um, how is Parker now? Parker's in kindergarten, right? So it, she's like, I love that you treat her like a tiny adult in the sense that if you guys want to go on vacation you throw her in the car and you guys go on all these like family adventures. She just knows how to keep up with you guys. I mean, she's just the cutest. Yeah. She, you know, she's down for anything and she, she's just like any other six year old kid. You know, she, some, there were some moments of that 24 hour car ride to Yellowstone that were, you know, a little aggravating, but, uh, but you know, to me, like when I was younger, like I didn't get to go on a lot of family vacations or uh, just because there was a lot of us, you know, like it's, hard to, you know, get the money to take, you know, seven people to Florida or, you know, do whatever. Right. And there's a lot of the country that I have not experienced and neither has Andy. So like, we want to get Parker to have, you know, those experiences and not grow up to, you know, care about a lot of material things, which is very hard for a six year old not to do. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, when she's older, she'll, kind of appreciates all of the crazy things that her parents did for her. <laughs> so with Halloween around the corner, you have a very funny tradition oh, yeah. with Parker and her Halloween costume. This is my favorite thing. So I play the long game for like future embarrassment, right? Uh, <laughs> this will be like a great album for like her prom or her, you know, high school graduation, her graduation or party, or, you know, any big life event that, you know, I can embarrass her for. Um, so every year we have made Parker a, um, just token Asian food. Um, and it's always a DIY costume. Um, and it's always some sort of Asian food, whether it's very like a common one, like, you know, first year we, I think we kind of did this one too early, but she was a sushi roll. Um, a very cute little one-year-old sushi roll. And then she's also been a bottle of sriracha, uh, a bowl of ramen noodles, uh, a box of Pocky sticks. Uh, last year it was, it wasn't the best one, but it's her favorite food. So she was dumplings. Uh, and then this year she is um, a can of spam. 
It's so cute. Their <laughs> costumes are so stinking cute. And I just, I, I think it's hilarious because you're right for the long yeah. game. I mean, <laughs> it's, I hope at some point there's like a collage of all of them and every Halloween it's brought out with like the Halloween decor because it's that funny or if nothing else would be hilarious kitchen decor. Oh yeah. So (laughs) for sure. And I mean, you know, they're all DIY and I'm not Pinterest DIY. Like I'm not crafty at all. So they've got a little bit of a rustic feel to them, (laughs) uh, which makes them even better. Yes, a hundred percent. No, listen, I am not a Pinteresty mom either. I am not crafty. I am not ribbons and perfect handwriting and bubble paint and poster boards. That is so not me. So I can completely appreciate and I do because I've seen the costumes and they're hysterical. I know. There's never another one, you know, like you, you worry that your kids were in the same like costume, like, you know, to the class Halloween party or, you know, there'll be like 10,000, you know, bells, like, running around the neighborhood, you know, but they will up, not be multiple spans. <laughs> my mom growing up would never allow us to buy a store-bought costume. See, awesome. That was not an option. She made all of them homemade. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even now, if I bring home a store-bought costume, she's like, I could have made this. And I'm like, well, I didn't want to bother you. She's like, I could have made this. Look at this material. And I'm like, you know what? Growing up, sometimes I was like, I wish I could just go get the bell dress. <laughs> and I of course, I was the opposite. But I mean, in the meantime, my mom was like constructing these wonderful, like you said, no one else was going to have these costumes. Yeah. I mean, she also made me like homemade Christmas vests, which were truly my favorite. Nice. Oh, my. My like stirrup pants and my my Christmas vest and turtleneck. It was real cute. Um, my mom made our costumes. She was not playing the long game. She was thought it was she thought I was cute as a yes. button. I was like, no. <laughs> Oh, and Parker, does she like to, she likes to cook in the kitchen. Cause I've seen you do cooking videos with her, yes, right? We do um, every now and then when we have some time and um, can, can carve out something that we like. Uh, yes. We'll do YouTube videos. Cause she's like a big fan of YouTube too. Like she wants like a million followers, uh, but we're getting there. We've got three. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome one at a time um, but people you know like random people will tell me that they've watched these videos and they're like this was so hilarious and i'm like well why aren't you a follower on our youtube page <laughs> um, i've watched them on facebook but i will go subscribe on youtube <laughs> we actually just started the youtube so i can't really okay um, but yeah she you know like we'll we'll take turns picking the recipe and uh most of the time she'll hate it there's only been like a couple that we've done where she really likes them, but you know, it's just trying to get her involved and um, she's just a ham, you know, like she's, she's the comedic relief, you know, and I'm just like the educational like aspect of the video. So we make a great team, I think. You do. It, it, they're very entertaining. And I'm just, it, I'm impressed that you still want to cook at home after making 700 meals for everybody else. <laughs> for sure. You know, like Sundays, Sundays or Sundays and Saturdays are a little hectic, but during the week, you know, I like to kind of decompress and, you know, and that's my way to do so. It's always been like a stress reliever for me. So it's. Do you, I know you like to create new things, but do you have a, like a favorite meal of yours or Andy's? Oh, Andy doesn't make a lot of, a lot of really great meals, but, <laughs> but does, does he have one that he requests from oh. you? Cause I feel like for you, it might be hard to make the same meal twice. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like I, I don't think I do. Uh, I just really like eating different things. <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird. I don't have, you know, something that I can eat like all the time. I don't think, 
Have you gone back to your mom's Filipino roots at all? In you know, I was thinking about that the other day. I probably should. You know, there's not enough Filipino food out there. I mean, it's really great, but you know, some people, you know, because it's not very. Most people are, you know, accustomed to you know, like Japanese or Chinese food. You know, you know, they're familiar with sushi or General Tso's chicken, but they're not familiar with chicken adobo or pancit or things like that, which are really great foods. But, uh, you know, I probably should incorporate more of that in my life. Um, does Parker, um, does she eat anything? Is she like you? No, no. There. <laughs> I, wish, I wish she was, you know, when she was a baby and things like that, like she would, she would eat like Indian food or like anything, you know, outrageous. And now she's just that picky six-year-old that just, it's hard to please, you know, she will eat dumplings 24 seven. Like that is like a go-to for her. But you know, like I hate to say it, you know, I'm the chef mom who feeds her kid chicken nuggets and French fries. And it's, it makes me cringe, but you know, at the same time she's eating food. So that's a win in itself too. Eating is step one <laughs> and then incorporating veggies yeah, and okay. fruits and the healthier versions later. Six-year-olds are hard though. Cause I feel like one day Kennedy will be like, I love this and eat her whole meal. That's and then the next day it. I'm like, can you just eat four more <laughs> bites? Just can you eat four more bites? And then the, the whole cooked vegetable thing she hates, she, she will turn down a cooked vegetable. Like, nobody's business even if you've like just gently you know heated it up she's like oh that's gross but she'll eat it you know like raw carrots or you know things like that you know it's funny you mentioned that again kennedy does not like cooked carrots but you can exactly. give her raw carrots so weird i'm like it's the same thing but, eat, <laughs> but loves broccoli but doesn't want it raw i don't know again <laughs> I am not one of those moms where I'm going to cater to each kid and be like, okay, what, what do you want for dinner? Oh, what do you yeah, want no, for dinner? I do that. Like, <laughs> no, I've kind of just gotten to the point where whatever we're having for dinner, for instance, if they're, if we're having spaghetti and they want noodles on one on the side and the mm -hmm. sauce is on the other side, that's fine. If you don't want to put your sauce on your noodles and you're still eating the sauce and you're still eating the noodles, I don't care. I'll <laughs> arrange your plate however you want. But it's like things like mm -hmm. that. Each kid is the condiment that they like and they want it this way or on the side or it's, yeah. She'll, she'll tell me, she's like, mommy, my taste buds will change in a few years. Maybe I'll like it then. But right now I don't. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, where did you learn that? But you're right. <laughs> wow. That is absolutely crazy. Um, I, it's, I, my son will eat anything though. Like camp will eat <laughs> I mean, he eats full salads sometimes, oh. and that's what he'll ask for when we go to a restaurant. When he gets a sandwich and stuff like that, he wants onions and peppers and oh, wow. everything awesome. on top of it. <laughs> I, I, it completely throws me off. Because, for instance, onions. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like raw onions. That's just not <laughs> – it doesn't sit well with me. But him, he'll, like, load his sandwiches up with them, and I'm like, you know what, buddy? Good for you. <laughs> it's just – it's so funny to me the way little kids are with their taste buds and how they change. And again, I will keep pushing the vegetables and stuff at them and we'll get there. <laughs> They're there every day. So they'll find them somehow. Exactly. One day. <laughs> so, okay. I think I know what your next step is. Your so next step is finding your own brick and mortar. Is that your end game right yes. now? So we'd, we'd like to have our own place where we could be open. You know, right now we only have pickup 
days on Sundays and Mondays. Um, we'd like to be able to provide things for people who don't pre-order food. They can just come in and, you know, grab a meal and go, or, um, you know, we're potentially looking at a place with a drive through So like people don't even have to get Ooh. out of their car, especially in, you know, today's day and age where we don't know like whether things will ever go back to normal, um, you know, in the eating world. So like if, people just want to, you know, quickly drive to a place and go to a healthier drive through than, you know, say McDonald's or Burger King. And we can hook them up with, you know, a salmon and rice dish that is a little chef inspired. Uh, you know, we'd be happy to do so. So we ideally like to be open, you know, six days a week, you know, I need a day off. Um, and, yes, <laughs> and then still, you know, do our meal prep, you know, rotation, but also like be able to provide, you know, like things like catering services or, uh, do like business lunches and, um, kind of expand our offerings, um, just a little bit more. I would love that if I could zoom through your drive through for lunch, like sleeping baby in the back. And then I get myself a gourmet meal in the front seat for an affordable price. I mean, again, that's amazing. That's a date night to myself in the car. You know, a lot (laughs) of people don't, you know, some people I think are afraid to like pre-order food, you know, like, because some people don't, you know, plan that far ahead either. Like, but if they were just to say, get off work at a later hour than usual and be like, I don't want to go home and, you know, cook a meal, but just, you know, be able to have a place to go and not feel guilty about it afterwards. Exactly. Because again, in my mind, I'm like, I kind of know how to cook healthy, but then I swear you were making so I swear, I, I want to say a stroganoff, but it probably wasn't. It was one of your Parker videos. And you were using some sort of ingredients that I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could never cook like this because I don't know, even know what these things are, which is why you're the well, professional. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always a work in progress too. Cause you know, like it's easy to, you know, just cook like a chef and with, you know, butter and like things that are unhealthy, but it's a different thing to kind of cook uh, and make those substitute, find, su- you know, healthier substitutions for things and, kind of show people that it is possible to have this, but you just have to cut this out kind of thing. It's it's been a fun experience trying to like learn through that. And that's what it was. You were making us, it was like, it would look like a creamy, you were making something with some sort of noodles and some sort of creamier sauce. And typically noodles, creamy sauce, there's nothing healthy about that. So whatever you did, that's what I was watching going, how is this even possible? But um, by the way, if you want more followers, what is Parker's, YouTube channel. If you want uh, subscribers, it's called P and P dinner factory. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so stinking cute. P and P dinner factory. You and your daughter in the kitchen, ready, set, prep your meals, prep service. You and Andy adorable Peggy. You really are. Oh, I'm going to do the mom trip newer. That's going to be a phrase. If I ever learn how to actually say it properly, you followed a dream because you knew you wanted to do something that you felt passionate about and you've followed your way there. And I am continued in, to be impressed with you on social media and just following you. And, and when I do see you do recommendations like you did with Derby city dumplings, I was like, okay, if she recommends it, I'm going to go get these right now. Um, so keep doing that too. I love the recommendations, but I cannot wait to come get food from you. I'm just so impressed. Thank you for allowing people to have a healthy alternative that tastes delicious. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having me. It's, this is totally out of my comfort zone and I hope I didn't ramble too much, but uh, <laughs> it was super fun. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to That Mom Life Podcast. Please subscribe now and leave a rating.